What's up, friends, family, Shakespeare lovers, people who want to know more about poetry, those curious about Shakespeare. Welcome to another episode of the Dialogic Podcast. This is the Changing the Conversation series. Why am I changing the conversation, you might ask? The conversation sucks. Tired of it. Too much negativity and fighting. And so I decided to read Shakespeare's sonnets. Why? They're very challenging. It takes a lot of concentration. And you can't think about other dumb stuff while you're focused on this. As far as that dumb stuff goes, I just want to say... Everybody does dumb stuff. Everybody does bad stuff. Everybody makes mistakes and they do things intentionally that they know are bad. Everyone. Every single human being who has ever walked this earth. I don't believe in saints. Or if there are saints, I believe that they also did some bad shit. The point is to try to do better. And the only way that that's possible is if you are honest. And I'm tired of the dishonesty. This is a real annoying thing to live in a world where people around you are lying all the time. So I say, might as well read fiction, baby. These people are not being truthful or trustworthy to begin with so don't waste any time on them the sonnets though the sonnets will give you what you need they will oh take you out into a whole different place another great thing about the sonnets is when you read them it makes reading shakespeare's plays easy i mean shakespeare's plays are like eighth grade material compared to this this is just like the roughest hardest writing to try to make sense of it's just so dense it's so rich and full of mystery i don't there's no way i'm going to fully understand all of it in this first read through i'm gonna have to give it a few more in these next few years now that i realize what a central part of Shakespeare's writing it is I always saw it as kind of accessory now I see it as if Shakespeare has a philosophy it's in the poems and he's in a dark mood to begin this poem sonnet number 66 tired with all these for restful death I cry, as to behold desert a beggar born, and needy nothing trimmed in jollity, and purest faith unhappily forsworn, and gilded honor shamefully misplaced, and maiden virtue rudely strumpeted, and right perfection wrongfully disgraced, and strength by limping sway disabled, and art made tongue-tied by authority, 
and folly, doctor-like, controlling skill. In simple truth, miscalled simplicity. In captive good, attending captain ill. Tired with all these, from these would I be gone. Save that, to die, I leave my love alone. Well, let's see. First of all, turns out a lot of bullshit was going on in Shakespeare's day, too. And he was sick of it. Let's go through this a little bit more line by line than usual. Uh, he, so he has a list, a litany of complaints. First, to behold, to behold desert, a beggar born, and needing nothing, trimmed in jollity, in purest faith, unhappily forsworn, in gilded honor, shamefully misplaced. Behold desert, a beggar born. Hmm. Not very happy about poverty. Needy nothing trimmed in jollity. That, I think, is more... Like... Fools who act as though they're happy. Who are actually substanceless substanceless and needy saw a couple of those today purest faith unhappily forsworn so in this litany of complaints the bad is uplifted and the good is downtrodden things are reversed Purest faith is unhappily forsworn. Gilded honor is shamefully misplaced. People are not attributing the right value to the right people. Made in virtue rudely strumpeted. Right perfection wrongfully disgraced. Strength by limping sway disabled. Art made tongue-tied by authority. Folly doctor-like controlling skill. I guess people have always had it backwards, Shakespeare. That's certainly the way it looks sometimes today. All the wrong people are getting all the right positions. And it is not to our general benefit. Sonnet 66 Tired with all these, for restful death I cry, as to behold desert a beggar born, and needy nothing trimmed in jollity, in purest faith unhappily forsworn, and gilded honor shamefully misplaced, and made in virtue rudely strumpeted, 
and right perfection wrongfully disgraced, in strength by limping sway disabled, in art made tongue-tied by authority, in folly doctor-like controlling skill, in simple truth miscalled simplicity, in captive good attending captain ill. Tired with all these, from these would I be gone, save that to die I leave my love alone. Sonnet 67 Ah, wherefore with infection should he live, and with his presence grace impiety, that sin by him advantage should achieve, and lace itself with his society? Why should false painting imitate his cheek, and steal dead seeing of his living hue? Why should poor beauty indirectly seek roses of shadow, since his rose is true? Why should he live, now nature bankrupt is, beggared of blood to blush through lively veins? For she hath no exchequer now but his, and proud of many, lives upon his gains? O him she stores to show what wealth she had, in days long since, before these last so bad. Now wherefore in, with infection should he live? And with his presence, grace and piety. That sin by him advantage should achieve, and lace itself with his society. Why should false painting imitate his cheek, and steal dead seeing of his living hue? Why should poor beauty indirectly seek roses of shadow since his rose is true? Why should he live, now nature bankrupt is, beggared of blood to blush through lively veins? For she hath no exchequer now but his, and proud of many lives upon his gains. O him she stores to show what wealth she had in days long since before these last so bad. Hmm. Now, who is the persona of the poem speaking about? Who are they speaking to? It seems as though this is a self-reflective moment, not addressing his love, but speaking about his love and so the disconnection has grown more serious whatever has happened that has disrupted their their bonds of affection has disintegrated the communication between them and now he doesn't even address his love and he speaks about him Ah, uh, wherefore with infection should he live, and with his presence grace and piety, that sin by him advantage should achieve, and lace itself with his society? Why should false painting imitate his cheek, and steal dead seeing of his living hue? Why should poor beauty indirectly seek 
roses of shadow, since his rose is true. Why should he live, now nature bankrout is, beggared of blood to blush through lively veins? For she hath no exchequer now but his, and proud of many lives upon his gains. O him she stores to show what wealth she had, in days long since, before these last so bad. Sonnet 68 Thus is his cheek the map of days outworn, When beauty lived and died as flowers do now, Before these bastard signs of fair were born, Or durst inhabit on a living brow, Before the golden tresses of the dead, The rite of sepulchres were shorn away, To live a second life on second head, your beauty's dead fleece make another gay. In him those holy antique hours are seen, Without all ornament, itself and true, Making no summer of another's green, Robbing no old to dress his beauty new. And him, as for a map, doth nature store, To show false art what beauty was of yore. This is his cheek, the map of days outworn. Is this speaking about him aging or him being a throwback to an older time? When beauty lived and died as flowers do now, before these bastard signs of fair were born, or durst inhabit on a living brow. Okay, so there's something going on. Bastard signs of fair. Golden tresses of the dead. To live a second life on second head. Your beauty's dead fleece made another gay. In him those holy antique hours are seen. Without all ornament itself and true. Making no summer of another's green. Robbing no old to dress his beauty new. And him as far a map doth nature store. To show false art of what beauty was of yore. Okay, so this is him speaking about his beloved as not fitting in with the times. And the times are scandalous and full of scoundrels, and so this, his beloved, is exceptional and belongs perhaps in another time. Sonnet 68. Thus is his cheek the map of days outworn, when beauty lived and died as flowers do now. Before these bastard signs of fair were born, Or durst inhabit on a living brow, Before the golden tresses of the dead, The rite of sepulchres were shorn away, To live a second life on second head, 
Your beauty's dead fleece made another gay. In him those holy antique hours are seen, Without all ornament, itself and true, Making no summer of another's green, Robbing no old to dress his beauty new. And him, as for a map, doth nature store, To show false art what beauty was of yore. Clearly discontent with the times, Shakespeare is comparing his beloved to um, the ancients when things were more simple and truthful. It's interesting how Shakespeare and I are upset about the same things, huh? Dishonesty, deception, mixed up values. Seems to be a common theme there for sure. <clears throat> Sonnet 69. Those parts of thee that the world's eye doth view want nothing that the thoughts of hearts can mint. All tongues, the voice of souls, give thee that due, uttering bare truth even so as foes commend. Thy outward thus with outward praise is crowned. But those same tongues that give thee so thine own, in other accents do this praise confound, by seeing farther than the eye hath shown. They look into the beauty of the mind, and that in guess they measure by the deeds. Then churls, their thoughts, although their eyes were, to thy fair flower add the rank smell of weeds. But why thy odor matcheth not thy show, the soil is this, that thou dost common grow. Those parts of thee that the world's eye doth view, want nothing that the thought of hearts can mend. All tongues, the voice of souls, give thee that due, uttering bare truth, even as even so as foes commend. Oh, he's saying, homeboy is gorgeous, and everybody agrees. Thy outward thus with outward praise is crowned, but those same tongues that give thee so thine own, in other accents do this praise confound, by seeing farther than the eye hath shown. They look into the beauty of the mind, and that in guess they measure by the deeds. Then churls their thought, although their eyes were, to thy fair flower add the rank smell of weeds. But why thy odor matcheth not thy show? The soil is this, that thou dost common grow. Interesting. So, if he's still speaking about the fair youth, seems like he is now he's getting a little bit critical he's saying hey you're beautiful everybody agrees but you stink you're not passing the smell test homie and it seems like that is because of your actions sonnet 69 those parts of thee that the world's eye doth view want nothing 
that the hearts that oh, let me start that one over okay um so yeah the last thing i wanted to say about this poem before i read it again is that it is it's interesting because it's like Shakespeare is finding his moral high ground okay sonnet 69 those parts of thee that the world's eye doth view want nothing that the thought of hearts can mend all tongues, the voice of souls, give thee that due. Uttering bare truth, even so as foes commend. Thy outward, thus, with outward praise is crowned. But those same tongues that give thee so thine own, In other accents do this praise confound. By seeing farther than the eye hath shown, They look into the beauty of the mind, And that, in guess, they measure by the deeds. Then, churls, their thoughts, although their eyes were to thy fair flower, add the rank smell of weeds. But why thy odor matcheth not thy show, the soil is this, that thou dost common grow. So he, <clears throat> while he's being critical of his beloved, he is saying that you know good looking but you are of this earth you are of this time so you're going to stink like these suckers do never knew that shakespeare was so discontented with his times or if he is or not the the poems represented such discontent sonnet 70 that thou art blamed shall not be thy defect. For slander's mark was ever yet the fair. The ornament of beauty is suspect. A crow that flies in heaven's sweetest air. So thou be good. Slander doth but approve. Thy worth the greater being wooed of time. For canker vice, the sweetest buds doth love. And thou presentest a pure, unstained prime. Thou hast passed by the ambush of young days, either not assailed or victor being charged. Yet this thy praise cannot be so thy praise, to tie up, en to tie up envy evermore enlarged. If some suspect of ill mask not thy show, then thou alone kingdoms of hearts shouldst owe. Oh, okay, so he's getting critical, baby. He's he's mad. That's what I'm starting to realize. Shakespeare is mad. Sonnet 70 once again, that thou art blamed shall not be thy defect. 
That thou art blamed shall not be thy defect, for slander's mark was ever yet the fair. The ornament of beauty is suspect, a crow that flies in heaven's sweetest air. So thou be good, slander doth but approve, thy worth the greater, being wooed of time, for canker vice the sweetest buds doth love, and thou presentest a pure, unstained prime. Thou hast passed by the ambush of young days, either not assailed or victor being charged. Yet this thy praise cannot be so thy praise to tie up envy evermore enlarged. If some suspect of ill masked not thy show, then thou alone kingdoms of hearts shouldst owe. Okay, so maybe this is the reputation of the beloved has come into question. People are being critical of them. They see them as having fallen victim to vice. Interesting. Okay, Sonnet 70. One more time for this session of Sonnets. That thou art blamed shall not be thy defect. For slander's mark was ever yet the fair. The ornament of beauty is suspect. A crow that flies in heaven's sweetest air. So thou be good, slander doth but approve. Thy worth the greater, being wooed of time. For canker vice the sweetest buds doth love and thou presentest a pure, unstained prime. Thou hast passed by the ambush of young days, either not assailed or victor being charged. Yet this thy praise cannot be so thy praise, to tie up envy evermore enlarged. If some suspect of ill masked not thy show, then thou alone Kingdoms of hearts shouldst owe. Okay, my friends, my people. Hope you enjoyed those five sonnets. Until next time, this is Jake J. Thomas, Becoming Shakespeare on Instagram. You can check me out on the web at jakejthomas.com. Thanks for giving a listen. Till next time, peace.